one size fits all seemed like a good idea for clothes. Nice dress. Uh, it's a it's a t-shirt. Until you tried it on. Same goes for your healthcare. That's why United Healthcare offers a variety of flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. So whether you're between jobs, coming off a parent's plan, or even missed open enrollment, you can find the plan that fits you best. Find out more about United Healthcare coverage at uh1.com. That's uh1.com. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here, and it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Insane in the Membrane. Hello and welcome to Insane in the Membrane's top 10 biggest episodes in no particular order. We're building up to our third anniversary and a massive celebrity special show to celebrate our third anniversary. So keep an eye out for that. With some past belters that might have gone buried within our 150 episodes. Three years of wonderful podcasting. Uh, thanks to our patrons, as always, we wouldn't be able to do this without you. Mike Pritchard, thank you, Mike. And Louise, uh, no surname, but we suspect she goes by the nickname Metal Mistress. So Louise, like Madonna and Adele, thank you for that. Uh, this episode is from July 2020. Uh, it went out on our Fembrain channel. And again, it's someone I've worked with many times before. I've worked with since absolutely brilliant she's absolutely smashing it one of the one of the country's finest comedians and again she's had a really interesting life and we really it was really great to get her on um and so uh yeah it was a great episode she's a fantastic person you're gonna love this chat so give it up for jess foster q there's no big introduction either we just get tuck on with in. It. just get tuck the fuck in tuck the fuck in jess you made me laugh for your it makes me laugh that you call your you, you refer to your baby as a sexist baby. It's so sexist. <laughs> is that is that true? Is it Wow, well, I just think it is so I interesting that yeah. like yeah, I mean he there's loads of stuff that he does that I think is just what kids do, but it's really I find it very fun to interpret it as sexist. Of course it's not sexist at all. I've got work to do though. <laughs> It is funny, isn't it? That you think maybe a lot of it is inherent, like it's in it's in you from birth. Yeah, and it needs. Yeah, than, exactly. It's the sin of know. Adam that you need to sort of. <laughs> yeah. You're born covered in the sin of sexism and the and the weight and That's history it, yeah. of all of patriarchy, <laughs> and it's on uh, it's on every parent <laughs> to wheedle it out of them. And all those words and the, and that it, it, I know you're joking, but other men will go, "Oh, this again, this year." Again. <laughs> yeah. And you're like, no, hang on, we got. To, this is what we got to talk about, you know. It's because I know that Jade's Jade's very, very. Uh, she's always getting like we were, watch, we were watching. We were watching the other day. We watched Once Upon a Time in America, the Quentin Tarantino oh, yeah. film. Yeah, I don't know. I haven't seen it. We saw it's all right, but Jade was like, oh, I'm not having this. This is this is bullshit. This is the patriarchy in full effect. Is this the most recent like, one where it's just loads of dead women? <laughs> yeah. just loads of brutal well, brutal yeah. violence and killing there's brutal yeah. violence at the end yeah <laughs> and it's yeah two women get it and it's like yeah i see your point <laughs> up till <laughs> up till that point it was like it was like oh, margot robbie's hardly in this you go i oh, know but you know it was part of, mate because we didn't know 
We know the we know the the true story about what happened to Sharon Tate. Oh, wow, right. We just we just thought it was going to end up like that, but then it takes this sort of left turn and it goes off. And I got to be honest, we were all settly going, "Oh yeah, okay." <laughs> oh, that's yeah. why everyone hates this film. Yeah, there you go. Yeah. Oh, yeah, he didn't. I don't think he needed to to do that. No. But uh, yeah, but yeah, Jayton. It's, I did say the other day, I'm like, Jay, you don't need to be a feminist in the house. We're all in, we're all on your side, mate. <laughs> and it, uh, you know, I was joking, but it, 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 that took a turn. <laughs> <as> well, <so>. <laughs> <laughs> oh, relationships in lockdown. Yeah, man, mm. it's very difficult. It's very difficult when you're trying to say I'm not part of the patriarchy, and then you say something, you go, "Oh God, it's in me, isn't it? Yeah. It's there." Yeah, yeah, you know? for sure. And I think, yeah, like you say, it's either. Well, I, I, I say this a lot. I'm from. I I'm, I think I'm like one of the last generations that were told how like you had to be a real man like yeah. you know push your feelings down yeah, and yeah. this is your role this is the woman's role. Oh, and, I mean, I know, think there's lots so. of younger generations outside of our like lovely mediary creative work oh, yeah. life bubble. I think that there's still loads of boys being brought up to be proper boys. You know, it's um, yes. You s- hear it everywhere. I used to have a bit of. Uh, Stand up about it, but oh, it's in the show that I've sort of had to stop halfway through touring. But um, uh, how it really went down is I I was walking down the street with my kid and he had a top on that had a glittery unicorn on it. And um, and this stopped to talk to a neighbour I don't know very well. And she she genuinely in the middle of the chat about bins or something turned around and looked at him and said, Well, I don't understand why people aren't bringing up boys to be proper men anymore. It was like, What? Oh, Oh, God, yeah. like, you know, and obviously in the moment yeah. I just bottled it and went, right, okay, right, yep. And <laughs> I didn't, I didn't, didn't I know, yeah, at all, yeah, but yeah. I did get a useful bit of stand-up out of it. Um, yeah, I always think of a great thing to say a year later when it's a honed I think we all do that, yeah. Well, we and we build up the courage yeah. as well, don't we? We go, oh, if I see her again, <laughs> I'll bloody, I'll do, I'll say it that time. It takes a year to build the courage yeah. up. And it isn't even, it's just about, I just, you know, confrontation is just it's just horrible isn't it because it leaves oh. you feeling shit even though that person has said something she didn't mean to upset you and no you know, and she at the same time it's like, i, I you know. think that's the problem with all of those things is on the one hand she 100 percent will be thinking that she's right i think even almost mm. every time almost every single time where somebody's got like a, what turns out to be a pretty toxic opinion. They, they didn't know that, you know, people aren't going out going, well, do you know what? I'm, I want to have a really toxic opinion. They think they're right. Like both sides of people on any war are sure they're right. I'm sh- you know, yeah. it's not, um, and equally, like you said about confrontation, I'm not even sure that is necessarily the best way to affect change in how people see the world because I would far mm. rather, I don't think there was any, and this is also justifying my own cowardice, <laughs> But um, but I I don't think there's necessarily much to be said for those. It's very, very hard in those one-to-one conversations to change someone's point of view. But if you can put an experience into a story that then thousands of people hear, I think that's genuinely a more powerful way of potentially affecting change in how someone sees the world. Yeah. But not only have I justified my cowardice, but also our jobs. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> yeah that's it yeah oh no i just i tell you what yeah my yeah my way of standing up to everything is to take it yeah and then put it into my 20 minutes <laughs> and then yeah 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 i know that's how yeah that's our way of standing up to everything um 
I, uh, I, don't, I don't, funnily enough, talk about that, the unicorn on the shirt. I remember, and this was only 14, 15 years ago, I was living in Maidstone in Kent, and I remember wearing a pink shirt. And it was, it was just a polo shirt with things on it. And, and I had turned up at the pub and all the lads there, they were like, what the fuck? Fuck you, pink. And, I'm like, this is, and that's only, like I say, yeah. very recently. Yeah, that's this century. And, and that, yeah. Oh. yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, I got, I, actually, last week, there's a, there's a couple of lads I know that they've got a clothing company, SOS Clothing. Yeah. And uh, brilliant clothing. If anyone's listening, get on get on the, on the website. It's brilliant. But they had, some guy messaged them and said, because uh, they do like a, random box thing like they they just sent like you pay for this box and they send you a load Good of stuff case. that's fun and yeah it's brilliant so you don't know what you're gonna get but this guy had messaged back he went yeah none of that pink gay shit oh yeah unsubscribe and so unsubscribe well it, well they did that well he, you could see the, the back and forth and he went you know what mate i don't think you're for us and he, and then the guy went oh well don't be like that i'm only joking he's like no nah, we don't really want your custom and the guy's like oh we'll refund it and he goes already have laters nice and nice yeah, yeah, you know that's the best advert for a clothing yeah. company i have ever heard rich it mate it's great isn't it I'm and it, it really looking them up yeah do it yeah. do it sos sos clothing they're good lads right. very good lads <laughs> and it and i'm like even like last that's last yeah. week yeah 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 that's still happening yeah. you know it's i mean i remember years ago my my eldest son wanted an ironing board and an iron for his birthday yeah so he and he would have been a, t- a tiny child and uh we didn't even we didn't even bat an eyelid we went yeah of course if that's what you want i mean he did say i want an iron and an ironing board like mum's nice now, like a toy one like this is, yeah. yeah and this is in the 90s yeah. but the the amount of flack that we got from some fa- family members yeah. madness yeah i, I don't know it's um, it's funny, isn't it? My um, even my parents are quite funny about the, some of the stuff I get my kid. It's um, if my my dad weirdly is sort of more up for getting him things like kitchen sets and stuff like that, but he will yeah, right. say terrible things. <laughs> to oh. <him>. <laughs> <laughs> I remember, I remember having a fallout with my dad when, when my brother, who's um. Uh, 20 now but um when he was about two or three and i was at their house and um uh six feet under that series that was on for years and oh that yeah was on the telly really inappropriate probably for a two or three year old to be in the room anyway like the opening <laughs> the opening uh sequence of it was it's all about funerals i think wasn't it but anyway there's like a, that's right a black yeah screen and then it fills up it's really beautiful and it fills up with all of these white flowers and and james my brother was a fizzy boy two-year-old and he was in the middle of like fight like some fight with himself really like wigged out and he stopped and looked at the screen with these flowers on on the telly and went whoa and my dad was like oh gay I was like, wow. <laughs> and I called him on that. I mean, I was just like, dad, that's so... But then dad's like, oh, God, you're so London. You're so London. Am I a homophobe? Yeah, yeah. Am I a homophobe? <laughs> yes. Like, you're doing... Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But you're doing it, you know. Yeah. You're, you're all so funny. You just don't know your boundaries. Like, you, again, like, you're another generation of what it is or isn't all right to Josh Josh about, I suppose. Yeah. Well, how did he, because you, you've recently come out, is it recently? Yeah, yeah, yeah. In the last yeah. year. How did he, uh, yeah. How did he find he that? He thinks it's really funny. <laughs> really funny? <Yeah. laughs> he just smirked when I told him. He, um, 
it was, I was really nervous, but I just sort of made a deal with myself. And if I'm honest with my shrink about like, it right. got to the point where, cause I'm good mates with both my parents and it was starting to feel um, duplicitous that I was talking about it so freely in my friendship groups and in my work that I hadn't mm. said anything, you know, to them. And yes. I was like, ah, so I, I was like, right, well, when there's a, uh, when there's a natural opportunity for it, um, I'll just, uh, I'll have those conversations. And then I'd, I'd, it'd come up and, and I told my mum and that's another story in itself. But, um, uh, then I, she'd said, well, you know, I don't think you need to tell. She was a bit, you know, one of the not perfect things she said was, I don't think you necessarily need to tell your stepdad or your dad. And I was like, oh, I think, you know, I think I do. Mm. I think I probably yeah. do. Um, <laughs> what am I going to just, shall I just introduce them to my, to my girlfriend and just sit, just, just curveball it like that. Jesus. So anyway, yeah, I was saying. No, say nothing at all. Yeah. 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 What? <laughs> just, just be sat there with a cup of tea. Yeah. <laughs> just, yeah. Like nothing. Um, no, my, um. God, I've, I've, I've not told this story to many people at all. I, I was just having a coffee with my dad in his little flat and he um, he was talking about, I was saying that um, there were that my ex and me had banned a particular TV show that our kid had been watching because he reenacts bits of certain shows and there's been one or two shows that he's watched a few of and then just been really violent for a couple of weeks and he's acting out this. It's called Dino King, if anyone wants to steer clear of it okay. on Netflix. Um, and he'd just been right. he sort of acts it out and um but it gets really wound up while he's doing it. So anyway, I was saying that to dad and dad said, Oh well, when um where when his his next batch of kids were uh little, um one of one his son James had mates, two boys who were never allowed to watch anything. They were never allowed to watch any even slightly violent telly or films. They were ne- weren't even allowed fizzy drinks. And um, and I was like, oh, right. And he went, well, what's really funny about it is uh, um, one of them's grown up to be the biggest drug dealer in, I'll say, insert town in Hampshire. Mm. And, um, and he went, and the <laughs> other one's a bender. And I was like, oh. oh. And I sat there and I was like, well, do you know what, Dad? Pass <laughs> me, this is so eggy. Even <laughs> I was like, funny you should say that because I'm, I'm at least half a bender, Dad. And just sort of put it in his own language. And he was like, oh, right. Wow. He was just like, oh, oh, all right. Like that. And he smirked the <laughs> smirk on his face. He just is. He, he just was tickled. Um, oh, I. It's one of those funny things where I. My mum told me that when I was so when I was about eleven, I am. Um, I think it's not a coincidence that's when my parents were breaking up, but my God, they definitely needed to break up. Um, but mm. that I, that was a rough old year for lots and lots of reasons. And um, I had a, a, like I stopped eating and stuff and um, I just had a rough old year. And my dad, apparently in one of their few discussions about it with my mum had said, I think maybe she's a lesbian. Um, which is really funny, I think, right. because actually I, I don't think I was like, I never, I don't, I don't have any recollections of any crushes. I never had crushes on girls at school. Like I was so into boys and, yeah, um, right. and I've had loads of, so I, I don't know what to identify as really. Something changed rather than me. I'm not one of those people mm. that knew when they're from, they're a tiny kid that they were queer um, at all. I'm not saying I wasn't like on a spectrum, but I didn't, I never had any dalliances like the no. odd kiss off my nuts on recreationals. <laughs> 
<laughs> but who hasn't exactly, done that? Exactly. Do you know what I mean? That's just um, yeah. that's just having a nice open mind. I didn't have fall yeah. for anyone. There weren't emo- like, and I didn't. I, I genuinely was someone who would be like, well, I, I think she's very good looking. That person, and you know, but I wouldn't. I didn't want to get in people's pants. Something changed. Something fundamentally changed. And um, so he was wrong then as well. But I think that's why yeah. the smirks spread across his face because he probably thought, oh, right, always knew that or something. Oh, I don't know. Yeah. But um, he's just, and then he's been, you know, he's been quite honest about, he's told, you know, various family members and stuff who've not taken to it well. I couldn't give a shit though. Do you know what I mean? That's the joy of coming out in mm. your mid thirties. Um, because I think if you yeah. have to endure that when you're a kid or a teenager and you're, you're very, every fibre of your self-worth, because you don't really know who you are yet, depends on what your loved ones think of you and how much they yes. respect you. Whereas when you're 36, it's just like, well, I don't, I couldn't <laughs> give a shit what Uncle Jim thinks. <laughs> Apparently my, no. I have an uncle whose name isn't really Jim, but who said, oh God, we've already got one of those in the family. Because um, <laughs> his brother's gay, <laughs> it's disowned. Oh, brother's sake. gay, yeah, it's madness. Uh, but um, it's one of those funny things where I think if you talk to people who've had a lifetime of being oppressed for their queerness, they're quite sad mm. about my coming out story to my dad. Whereas in the context of knowing my dad and knowing that I I am new to this tiny drop in privilege so far, <laughs> I have a lot to learn. <laughs> um, that actually this was fine. Like there is no hatred there's no drop in respect he's not going to change the way he's he he will he'll be like lovely to my girlfriend like he's he's sound like he just needed to Mm. it's how he copes with stuff is to get angry or laugh that's his that's what he does that's the that's his range that's his pair of Mm. emotions and um he uh your pair of emotions and he yeah and he chose laughter and um and uh, I, had, I had a lovely story actually because he's been so jolly and he's he's had questions and stuff and he's just he's, he's very positive but there's this little naughty little smirk I think he thinks the whole thing's a bit funny um, uh, that one of my dear mates who still lives down in Dorset where uh, he lives walked past him and um, outside of Par Bas Per and um, she said one of them said have you heard Jess's news or whatever and um, she said they both said yeah yeah of course and um she said to him well done keith like you've been you've been really sound about it you've been really lovely and he went have i done it right and he seemed so (laughs) he had no idea whether he'd had the right reaction i mean nor am i it did involve the word bender it's not ideal but um (laughs) (laughs) but it's the intent it's the intent isn't it he wasn't with that generation it just is the intent you know yeah yeah he wasn't yeah he wasn't it was no. It wasn't saying it in an angry, derogatory way. It no. was his way of because Bender's quite. It's a funny one. The word Bender. Yeah. It's quite playful. Well, it's yet weirdly you know. because I've because I've never known. I've, I haven't had this lifetime of being no, um, no. feeling other and outside and different because I wasn't. Um, I I early on in a in another podcast um, we, without this context used the word mm. Bender for myself and um, they. It was a very woke, woke, woke podcast. You can have one guess at what oh, it was. Right, yeah. And um, <laughs> I was given the opportunity to have that bit removed. And so I did just to save the fucking yeah. 800 tweets. No, that's overdoing it. I haven't got that yeah. many followers, Rich. But I just get one or two nasty <laughs> tweets that would ruin my day. 
Yeah, exactly. It's, it's, I yes. like, oh, well, I just didn't and, know. I didn't yeah. know the rules. And it's like, I remember listening to one of these, your brilliant podcasts of this and listening to someone say, actually, we learn through ba- breaking the rules and then not being so defensive when we're called up on it. You know, but also not yes. being cancelled for it. That's not how it works. You know, exactly. It's that. It's that. I remember. Yeah, I, I said it. I've said it by mistake. I've said it twice. When I was a kid, we we call each other benders all mm. the time. It was just you didn't. There wasn't any sex. Uh, there wasn't nothing sexual attached no. to it. You you know you just call each other benders because it was a funny yeah. word. And then I remember I was at a I was at a gig last year actually, and this guy heckled me. Yeah. And it, and I don't even know where it came from. I meant to say bellend, <gasps> and I said bender. Oh. I went, "What'd you fucking say, you bender?" And then I went, I sort of took a step back, and I went, "Ah, oh, fuck!" Oh, and I just, I didn't even acknowledge it. I moved yeah, on, yeah, yeah. And I kept going, and it was, it didn't, I didn't, I think people, like, I don't know what happened, but no one really said anything. But I, I, I remember being in the car going, oh, I'm like, oh man, why was that there? Why was that at the forefront? Yeah. Well, it wasn't at the forefront, of my, of my, though, was you know? it? Like, it, no, it, and no. it, 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 it's just everything that you've remembered it. You'll never, ever do it again because you've remembered it. Like, no. I think we can shock ourselves. And I think there's a lot of, isn't there like really interesting theories or maybe even facts, I don't know, but that, that like swear words um, come from a really different bit of our brain to the rest of our language and it's why they can serve oh really yeah so because um, there's emotion attached to them and it's why they're so useful like um, they do this test they wheel out this test I've seen people like Brian Blessed and Stephen Fry have to do it on telly where you they put, put someone has to put their hand in freezing freezing uh, icy water and you see how long you can keep it in there for and you do it once when you can swear and once where you can't and if you can swear you oh. can keep it in there way longer because it's releasing emotions like there's a catharsis to it um and so and i think it feels i think words like swear words and um laughter you know i think those things aren't as voluntary as we think so i don't don't beat yourself up that it was at the front of your brain i think it comes from a panic place actually that's a bit further in i think it was yeah yeah Yeah, you're right and and that like you were saying just now is that we're not allowed to make mistakes, it seems. You know, there are people that are out to offend and they are out to yeah, hurt people. That's different. But every now and again, yeah, exactly. But we're human beings and we make mistakes and we fuck up, yeah. but we're not allowed to do that. We Straight away, it's like, right, that person has to lose everything. Yeah. You know, yeah hold yeah. on. You know, and it, I mean, there are people like, for example, your Epstein's of the world. Yeah, yeah they need to, they didn't need to lose his life, but he, he needed to lose everything else. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because of what he was, he was an evil monster of a man. <laughs> yeah, but somebody I mean, else, that's pretty black and white. But yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I don't need to. I should have just said. The, I don't know why I'm explaining. <laughs> I really like it. Yeah. <laughs> For anyone who's not, anyone who's, who's no idea who. It, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Anybody else? <laughs> they, they, it's this need to destroy a life because they've said a, a wrong word at the wrong time yeah. and we need to recalibrate that it's ridiculous well it's um it's so uh, it's so hard i think we're humans are such complicated beasts and we mm. we um we i think social media is probably kind of 80% of the issue it's, it's it can be such a force for good but there's a lot of stuff that anger spreads a lot more quickly than any other emotion on it. And mm, I think yeah. especially, for, I think especially British people, like 
or people from the UK, we particularly love a bit of moral indignance because we do collectively and individually enjoy feeling morally superior to someone else. So, yes. And on top of that, if you then become part of a, a mob, a collective, who are all collectively feeling anger, which, of course, during something like a pandemic, where we're all part of a collective trauma anyway, then, mm. then, then, then Council Town becomes such an enormous thing. All the nuance comes out of everything. Um, and, 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 and the worst thing is, I think, the, the majority of people who are so into this, it's, it's such an unnecessary end points we've got to from things that were old from start points like the me too hashtag that was so brilliant and so pivotal and a history defining and changing but then if you take mm. it all the way to council town as a blanket thing then oh, i don't know it's not this, i don't think about yeah. crime that way either i did law at uni and it, it's so it, it it takes such a huge almost un uh against your instinct shift to intellectualize yourself out of wanting revenge or um the mm. end of things to see that that actually that humans are it's just not how humans get better it's not how people become better people it, to no. be ended <laughs> yeah 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 exactly that's it isn't it yeah i think that with the with the me too thing i know i got a bit caught up in it because I, I i've had conversations with people and it was like all men of this and all men of that and then i was going hang on a minute hold on hold on hold on hold on hold on yeah this that's that's not going to help anybody and then like, well you're just helping it and like, no, i'm not i'm trying but then i realized instead of me going against it and trying to def defend them the few men that haven't sexually assaulted anybody yeah. the, the, what you do is go all right i need to instead of battling battling the people that are coming at, at the men mm. i need to join forces with them and then talk to the men you know or like turn around and go right listen a lot of men a lot of us men are fucking problematic yeah. we need to talk to each other yeah absolutely rather than rather than, you know, rather than going at women and going no fuck you it's not all men go actually yeah there's a lot of men well it's an, what, again know, it's an instinctive stuff, so. human i would say even animal first defensive reaction and it makes sense because that whole the exposure of the uh, universality of that experience for women. It, it is, it's not to say that wasn't really horrible and sad and distressing for men. Even if men had perpetrated things, there'll be, there'll be men who perpetrated things who didn't know they'd done anything wrong until suddenly yeah. the whole world is going, every single woman that you know has had several horrible fucking things happen to them. And, it, yeah. and, and just all sort of like having our eyes wide open to that at once. I mean, it's one of the most incredible things. I feel very grateful that that's happened in my lifetime. I feel like I, f I feel like it's fundamentally changed the way you look to everything. And it, and it was so necessary. It was so necessary, <laughs> but, no, but, um, but it's, um, yeah, again, you know, it's whether how far down the road of piety do you take it? How much empathy do you stop then having, especially historically? You've just, you can't be too anachronistic in terms of looking at people's behaviour. I, I don't know. I really, really think there's room for more nuance and empathy in everything. But I am so glad that yeah, we've absolutely. changed the way that we fundamentally look at whether those things are okay from yeah. in the future and from well, now, yeah. at least. Oh, God, yeah. It made me realise that... Like you just like you just said, all women, all women have had some experience with some with someone yeah. somewhere. Like I, I mean, I've had a shit time with 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 certain women, but not not on that level. I didn't I didn't I didn't have this story I was carrying around that I felt I couldn't tell anybody. 
you know it, it it really opened my eyes to to the to the to the levels the, the yeah. how 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 deep this goes it's, it's it was quite well solid. it was so it was systematic like i feel um i feel part of quite an interesting generation in terms of how we framed our sexual interaction with partners blokes for me up until super recently like i um oh god i mean i don't really know where to start but i, I had a couple a, a distinct pair of people uh one when I was a teenager and one when I was in my early 20s with things that I look back on after me too one of them was glaring the one when I was about 12 like I don't know what he's thinking he's much older and stuff but the um the other one was way more wishy-washy and my generation and I had told friends about it at the time um I basically I I'd been seeing this bloke um uh i worked with him we were friends we were seeing each other it wasn't emotionally involved particularly i think he did want to start a relationship i wasn't like there i think i was still i was still pining for an ex i think um but i wasn't mm. going to start going out with him and i called it off and was like we're not going to be seeing each other anymore and um he turned up to my birthday drinks a few weeks later and um we were in like Guzzy pubs in southeast London, mm. and I don't think it was him. But at some point along the night, early doors of the night, something happened to my drink because I don't remember anything from about half nine. Oh wow! And um, I woke up the next morning, and I'm I probably presented as fine because none of my friends said anything. Of everyone was wasted, and that's the culture I was in. Like where the, where the women part of our feminism, although we never identified as feminists ever, uh, or few no. people did, but they were weird at uni even, you know, and, and for a few years beyond. Like, it was like lad culture. That was the type of feminism. We were, it yeah. was keeping up with the lads. We we drank hard. Like, we were f- f- wild. It was all about, it was like, there was it, it, there was joy in promiscuity, but it was, um, it, oh, so basically, long story short, I, I woke up the next morning after my, like, birthday night out at, uh, in bed with him. Um, oh, right. And... And that, and that's obviously like, uh, well, I woke up, yeah, well, I mean, we woke up in the end and we were sleeping together and I, and I woke up in the middle of that and was like, okay, well, that's not, that's not okay. You know, yeah. that's something you look back after me too. And yeah, go, no, yeah, no, no, no. Yeah. Like you don't, you'd, we'd, I'd broken us up. We'd, we'd, I'd said we weren't seeing each other anymore. Why were you even yeah. there really? Um, yeah. And it's not, I, I'm, I genuinely, uh, I've gone back and had a conversation with this person and they were like, right. uh, I was drinking, like they were perfect in their response. Mm. It was like immediate apology, ha- totally hands up admitted that he had no recollection of it at all, but essentially said right. was a functioning alcoholic at that time. And okay. then you're like, right, okay, fair enough. I I was on the spectrum. I mean, we were drinking so much. Like it, it was like, mm. so it's not black and white. He doesn't need to be cancelled. I don't want my son, mm, though, yeah. to ever be in that situation. I, I, wouldn't, I will implore on him never to take the risk that if someone is that hammered that they're not going to yeah. remember tomorrow, you can't sleep with them. You can't even sleep next to them. Yeah. And that's no. it. And that's what's changed. It, I, I, I'm not telling that story because I think that man was a bad man. I really don't think he's a bad no. man at all. I think, actually, I think he's a lovely man. I just think we've reframed things uh, and our uh, completely what our idea of consent has changed so dramatically from when I was yeah 
in literally in the last decade, I think it's been quite creeping. And then Me Too was like, <clears throat> blew the lid on it. And it's brilliant. Mm. That's why I think it's brilliant that we can now look back and go, because I do remember feeling gr- like grotty the next few days, like a bit, you know, emotionally grotty. And I yeah. do remember saying to one friend in particular, a female mate, what had happened. And she was like, oh, well, we're all drunk. <laughs> you know, no one really cares. Right. And that's not a bad friend either. That's someone I'm still dear friends with. We just didn't look at it in the same way as we did, as we do now. No. It's funny, isn't it? And it was, it, yeah, I, I remember, yeah, when I was a kid, or when I was young, not a kid, when I was younger, and there was a girl, and we used to hang around at the park, and she got bat- she got absolutely battered. And we were all pissed, you know, we were all yeah. doing whatever. And then I remember, I remember walking her home, and then taking her home, and then, and then you know, and, and her mum was still up. She's like, and she had to go at me. She's like, what the fuck have you lot been doing? And like, oh, you know, and I'm pissed as well. And I dropped her home and went off. And I remember the next day, mm-hmm. a couple of my mates going, so what'd you do? What'd you do? I went, nothing. I took her home. And there was that kind of, yeah, but you could have had, you could have done this, you could have done that. I'm like, what are you talking about? Why would I do that? And it, it didn't yeah. really, I didn't really think about it again. I'm like, fuck, that you, that you would have thought that was completely fine. Because she probably would have gone along with it because yeah. she didn't know what she was doing. And that, yeah, yeah. I, you know, that's, that. yeah, funny, man. It's, but that's already, even the way you're uh, talking about it has changed so yeah. much, hasn't it? Like the idea of, yeah. I don't yeah. think now that most right-thinking people would like, even if it's someone you're head over heels in love with, particularly fancy someone who could hardly stand up. But it was just yeah. a different culture because so many nights, like nights out, that's how everybody got. It's like just yeah. smashing, smashing the bevs back. Awful, <laughs> awful. I feel so grateful that I haven't got myself in more trouble. And I, I used yeah. the wrong language there again, like got myself in more trouble. But ultimately, I was complicit in my lifestyle for sure. Um, I just mostly surrounded myself with lovely people and still do, yeah. up what was that boring no flavor that was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week Kiki palmer here and it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free hello fresh jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. now that's music to my mouth hello fresh let's get this dinner party started discover all the delicious possibilities at hellofresh.com Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Here's a cool fact. A crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Another cool fact, you can get short-term health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans are designed for people who are between jobs, coming off their parents' plan, or turning a side hustle into a full-time gig. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. Get more cool facts about United Healthcare short-term plans at uh1.com.
Yeah, I'm, I'm glad it's yeah, I'm glad it's changed. And it's funny, you, you, like because my lads, I just brought them up as best the best yeah. I could. I didn't, you know, and, and then it turns out that you know, like, oh good, they're not rapists. <laughs> oh good, they're not they're not they're not racist. Brilliant, it just happened what a touch. to be. You know, what a result! Because <laughs> <laughs> that's the thing. Because if you don't know that you're what you're doing is wrong, right. you just you don't know, yeah. and, and it's. Yeah, I'm glad that this happened, and I'm glad that it certainly taught me a few things about my my uh, my outlook on on things. Like I remember, I've said this before. I was in Australia. I was in Perth. And there's another uh, comedian. Uh, I won't mention her name, uh, but we were. She had something. She happened to her when she was a she was a, she was younger, and she was doing a show about right. it. And we were sat in this in this restaurant late at night. We're all having drinks, and we we're all sat around, you know, having a laugh and. And then she, because she's very, she's you know, all men are all men are beasts, all men are all men are this and that. Because that's you know, she's had a horrible thing yeah. happen to her, and she stood up and she went, "Look, I've got, I'm going to go." She's like, "Cause you know," and she, and she made some comment. She's like, "Because basically, all men are potential rapists, and and we are." And she said, "You know, the, you're at no point, you know, if I if you lot don't have to worry about getting attacked and raped and murdered on the way home." Mm. And I was, I stupidly turned around and I went, well, it's not all men, is it? I mean, men get raped as well. And it was, uh, oh, I can't remember his name. There's an Australian comic was doing a show about him being sexually abused. Oh, God. Uh, when he was older, uh, when he was older at a party. Fucking hell. Um, yeah. And then it, and then it wasn't too later on. It was actually Joe Rogan. I was oh, watching wow. Joe Rogan special and he, he did a bit about it and he said, you know, you see these men going, oh, it's not all men. It's like, yeah, men get raped too. He's like, yeah, by men, you fucking dickhead. Yeah. I went, oh, shit. Yeah, of course. <laughs> and, it, and it took, I went, oh, fuck. Yeah, shit. Yeah, oh. and it took that. It took that moment for me to go, oh, my God. Yeah. And I thought about that moment and I thought about, because we fell out. We fell out. Because then she was like, "You're a cunt, just like the rest of them." And it was. Well, I tried to apologise the next day, but I was. And, but it wasn't happening. And then it all got out of hand. And it was like, Do you know what? I'll, I'll just keep away. I don't need it. Yeah. And then watching that, I went, "Fucking hell!" Yeah, it was this massive epiphany, this massive realization. Yeah. Well, I you think know. that was another oh, thing that was hard about the whole sort of unraveling of the enormity of of the of the hashtag and of the of the change of sort of of that realization. The hard thing I think that was hard for for men was that actually like oh, still as a world we 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 hear a lot more of men's stories in you know theatre films tv books you know still still there's an imbalance in we're so used to hearing like a collective in comedy you know until recently it's these are sort of male domains and it's men's stories not that we know uh <laughs> to take away from any anything about how sort of crushed men's emotions get in terms of mm. how they're brought up and stuff. But the world has been full of men's stories and women are used to listening yeah. to men's stories and going, well, you know, this isn't my place to say something. That's what's always happened forever. That's the history. Yeah. That's why there's, that's why there's still not of quality. That's, that's what the page is part of what the patriarchy has always been. Um, and it, it was a big moment where actually all women wanted men to do in that moment was just, sh it, it, we're not saying you're all baddies. Most people weren't saying all men are baddies or all men are dangerous. But right now, can you all just shut up? Because we're, we're all yeah. re realising this has happened to all of us. And this is a moment for us, actually, to mm. feel like we're not alone. 
And the last thing you yeah. want in the middle of that is someone going, I'm all right, though, I'm, I'm all right, though, aren't I? Like, it's, yes, or wh- whatever. Like, <laughs> do you know what I mean? You'll hear about it soon See, if you're that- not. Like, just let us, <laughs> let us have this time of it's being our collective experience that's going f- f- viral. Yes, yeah. And, that, and do you know what? You just saying that right then has made me, I get it now. I totally get it because there was someone else was saying, "Oh, what we're supposed to? We got to shut up, yeah. or we got to say something." And then a lot of men were going, "Well, don't. What are we supposed to do? Be quiet or say something?" And then, and it was, and I got a bit confused with it. I didn't mm. say anything, but I was sort of sat there going, "Yeah, I don't know what we're supposed to do." But now you've just saying it, I go, "Oh yeah, of course. That that now it's been explained. I get it." Yeah, you know, yeah, and, you know, and and it, and it's funny the. The you know there's a big thing like people say look if you're if a mate of yours if you're know if you know someone that's sexually assaulted somebody or done something then it's your duty to say something to them yeah and I have done a couple of times I've I've spoken to a couple of people but because the person that's been attacked doesn't feel like they can say anything or yeah. come they don't want to come out they don't want to be part of that it doesn't it doesn't get anywhere no. and now there's a couple of people that I've got. I that we that you and I work with that I know about and I go I can't I can't say anything and I don't know what to do it's unbearable isn't it it's, it's unbearable yeah but it, and again it's not I, for, you know it, all you can do is know it and all and all you can do is warn people that you know are at risk of getting mm. into getting into dalliances with yeah. those people um yeah all you can do is know it's not it's not your story to tell but it's uh there's a burden mm. there's an emotional burden in carrying those stories around you know that knowledge yeah. around, I should say. Yeah, yeah, I don't need, yeah. I don't but I'm glad that we talk. You know, yeah. I'm so glad that people talk because that is a protection yeah. in itself. You know, um, the more people that know that someone's problematic. Yeah, <laughs> but talking as well—that's the important yeah. bit. This comes up all the time. Communication, because a lot of men are scared to ask questions, yeah. and this is why we. This is why we're doing this, is because. I, you know, I, from my experience, I don't know how to ask these questions. I don't know how to speak to people about these things. I don't know how to bring it yeah. up, you know, and it's, and it, hopefully someone listening to this will go, oh, okay, yeah, I get it. I get it. And I'm trying to, more for me as well as anyone else, trying to learn and be better. Yeah. But you only do that by communicating with people, don't yeah. you? So, you know, and it's, but it's not always easy. No, it's not, it's not, no, and it's know. not, um, no. especially if you've not been, you know, you've been conditioned to like shut up and put up then. And actually, it can be mm. really hard. Um, and and also, yeah. I don't know, like, uh, yeah, I, I think... It's like, like, well, we hear, like, you, what's happened now is that a lot of men will hear the word feminist. They'll hear the word patriarchy. And straight away, they'll shut down and go, oh, fuck me, this again. Well, it's not um, uh, it's uh, not uh, an expression. Uh, yeah. It's no comment on anyone. It's, I'm not talking about any individuals no. who talk about that. It's a, it's a fact of the history of humanity is that men have been in charge of stuff and women haven't. And there's a hundred thousand side effects of that. Like I'm not like a scholar on feminism. I've got mates who've, you know, so well read, you know, and they understand, I don't even really understand what all the different, I mean, God, don't, don't tell some of my favorite employers, but I don't even really understand fully like what all the different waves of it are and stuff. I'm not, I'm not that guy really. I just, there's a fundamental indisputable fact that over the history of society, as we've known it, men have been put in charge of things and uh, as a result of that women's haven't had a women haven't had equality and still haven't got equality and and and, yeah. and you know i i can i can see because in my 20s i would be like well yeah we have like do you know what i mean i do what i want i'm going to have a career 
that's a quality. And you're like, well, also, you know, you're not taking into account any any nuance, any of the, any of the, it's so underlying. The It's not like, the pay gap is the most obvious physical material example, but actually mm. there's an underlying yeah. thing in there. And it comes back to what we were talking about at the beginning of when my kid was wearing a unicorn top and the woman said, why aren't you bringing him up to be a proper man? It comes back to that. It's because you, our, our defined gender roles are so unhelpful. If if we're still in a world, which we are, where boys, however tacitly, people don't know they're doing it. If, there's no like evidence that, oh God, I'm going to, this will upset people, but people fundamentally think that baby boys want to play with a car or a train and yeah. girls don't. Like there's no evidence that babies brains are that different we it's our conditioning is so deep that we'll we'll lean them that way um and and of course more testosterone does things oh it's so complicated but basically as a result of men having always been put in charge of everything over the course of centuries and centuries and centuries and centuries men are a lot more confident than women women are often whether they know it or not brought up but not just by their parents but by their whole families friends everyone who has an influence on them teachers to be less confident less noisy less big and and all of our language around uh strength uh volume taking up space um, being in charge when it comes to women, there's still so much fucking work to be done. And it's that in that mm. sort of basic philosophical, theoretical sense, that's why that's why anyone who's all feminist means, oh God, I mean, Bridget Christie's nailed it in a much funnier way. I feel like I'm just being very TED talky here, Rich. But all, all <laughs> feminism great. means is that you think women actually are just as good at men, good, just as good as men. And it doesn't, it, and it, it, it doesn't mean you, th- anything that doesn't mean you think men are cunts it doesn't it's nothing to do that it's just and and it means also i think now feminism means and a man what does it mean masculinity like i think part of feminism now as well is like let's sort of loosen the shackles of man and woman as a definition of who who people are because there's now you know again insurmountable evidence that there is more than it's not just two genders it's not a binary world human beings are so extraordinarily complicated you know yes. you can change sexuality yeah. in your 30s you can i'm yeah. a tomboy or but i like dresses i don't i'm not we we love rules and actually a lot of them they might make you feel safe those rules and those boundaries and definitions and stuff because it makes you feel like you're in control and you know what's what but I, I, and it's so people are scared of words like feminism and non-binary and stuff like that, because it represents mm. a change and perhaps something you don't understand, but it's fine to not understand it, but don't go, well, then it's a load of shit. Educate yourself. Yes, absolutely. Absolutely. Then that's what I'm trying to do with yeah. this. You're trying to, yeah, you know, trying to, I'm just, cause I, rather than it, I think I was getting really upset that everyone was just canceling each other yeah. and shouting at each other. And I just want everyone to talk to each other and, and work it out. And that's on both sides. That's not yeah. just men against women. That's not just about, you know, uh, people against trans people. Yeah. And, you know, I just want everyone to sit down and go, right, like you've just said, this is fucking weird yeah. that we exist. People exist. 
this weird that we've put this framework around us that we've gone right you're a man so you do this this and this and you're a woman and you do that that and that and it's like it's more fluid than that like you've just said yeah. you know it's there's so much more to it but it's society isn't it society says and i've said this before this is why there's a lot of mental health issues because we're told by society this is the way you perform this is what you do to become a decent citizen yeah. that's how you are and if you don't fit into that that's when you start to feel isolated and weird and you go oh, fuck i'm not that so i must there must be something wrong with me yeah you know and that, and so society needs to change and i think this feels this feels like the biggest the, the biggest surge yet yeah. i mean mind you because it's probably because i'm here but this the, this wave of feminism and and the conversations we're having feels like the biggest push yet the biggest wave Whereas, of change isn't it and i think that's yeah, where people yes. bulk and i think that's where I think that is where all the fear comes from, you know, because change is fucking terrifying. And I do think people yeah. need to be given a chance to oh, maybe catch up. It's like a patronising word, but that sort of is what I mean. I mean, I think history repeats itself uh, quite regularly. and it, yeah. but, it, but it's gone. It, it's In our lifetimes, it's gone so fast, the rate of change, you know. But I think, like, you, you mm. talked about sort of trans community there, like... You watch the way that people. It does feel like it's there's echoes of. Um, I mean, it was not that long ago. Like even in the eighties, uh, there was a massive movement, especially in America, like trying to say that um, paedophiles were gay people, because if you don't understand, right. didn't under, people didn't understand gay people, and so they would say, well, uh, their the, their their natural logic of something they didn't understand was then fear, and then you go, well, then if you uh, print imprint a fearful vision of someone and make in your head they're perverse literally just means different yeah. then you then start reading in all these other negative things and that was there were there were religious people who were, who made it their life's mission thinking they were doing good and because there was no evidence whatsoever it fizzled out but it feels like that's happening again now with this whole like mm uh gender neutral toilets thing it's like there's no you know this idea that we're going oh well well surely then doesn't that mean that's going to be a load of like you know actually rapist yeah. men in women's toilets it's like no trans people couldn't be more oppressed there is zero evidence that, it, that the least you can do to make someone feel comfortable is let them i i just there's no there's mm. literally none evidence that anybody is gonna go oh, do you know what i I'm going to just sit in. Mm. Now I'm allowed in their toilets. I can't remember what comedian. Someone else made a really, some brilliant comedian made a lovely point about they were, could always, anyone could always go in your toilet. <laughs> just as <laughs> there was a sign on the door. I think if, somebody, yeah, if, somebody, yeah, exactly. if somebody's that keen to do a rape, they're not going to not go in yeah. your toilet just because it, yeah, there's someone a in a skirt on the door. Well, it's that assumption that we're all, all men are just waving their willies yeah. around in there. It's like, you know, I mean, I get it. I've, there's been a couple of occasions where I've I've been in a in a toilet and there's been a woman in there and I could see she's vi she's visibly uncomfortable, mm. even though it's gender neutral and yeah. and so I get it. There are there's going to be some people that but again this goes back to that we should be having conversations so instead of shutting each other down. Let's that, let's talk about it then, right? How does this make you feel? How does it make? Oh, but I, that's how I see myself. I sort of stood there and I can see the argument both sides. Yeah. I can see what's happening. And I'm sort of not that I'm perfect. Fuck me. I'm you know I'm, I'd fuck up as much as anybody. But I, I look at it and I go, why aren't you talking to each other? Why are yeah. you fighting? It's it's this goes back to what I was saying. It's fucking amazing that we exist. Yeah. 
and and it's not as it's not as as black and white as as everyone seems to think it is and you know people are more fluid and oh, i don't know it's it, complicated it, yeah. it's so yeah. complicated yeah, and yeah, again yeah. Like, i think it's just things like having just shared toilets it's a culture shift so it's going to take a bit yeah, exactly. of time for people not yeah. to go oh when they see someone who's you know, presents as a different gender to them in the same laughs. Like it, yeah. it's not, uh, yeah, there's nothing yeah, yeah. wrong with you and you're not, uh, you know, overly scared of men or a turf or any, if you like, oh, it's weird, mm. isn't it? Because it, yeah. it will feel weird for a bit <laughs> until, but I still think, yeah. I, I fundamentally would think it's a great thing and would argue for it very much. I just think we need to get used to it because what we've done is a culture change there, a change of how yes, we behave exactly. collectively. yeah. And you've been brought up, you're like, I know from my experience, you kind of go, this is what a man looks like. That is what a yeah. woman looks like. And women wear this, this mm. and this, and men wear that, that and that. And then, and so now I feel like I've met, I've met, you know, some trans people and there was in sometimes my brain, in my brain, my brain's going, that's a man, you know, and, and you're like, and then, you, and then I'm in my own head, I'm going, but no, 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 that's not a man. That's, and, and you kind of, you end up just sort of standing there staring <laughs> And they go, are you all right, mate? I go, yeah, yeah I'm fine. Sorry, sorry. I just need a minute. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I just need a minute. <laughs> it's just only because of what has been pumped into yeah. me as a, as I've been growing up. And and like you say, now we are all in a in a time of transition. Mm. Not just not just trans people. All of us are now starting to work it out. And and like you say, it's a societal change, yeah. isn't it? And, and it's, it's scary. It and I think that's the thing that's really yeah. important to acknowledge that it is scary. And things like you know, getting your pronouns wrong or your whatever. Mm. Like, again, it's a, it's one of those places where they, if we, we need to, people need time to make the change and not be made to feel like they've fucked up on such an enormous level, which, which they might've done. Like, you know, that feeling you got in your tummy when you accidentally said bender. I mean, that's Mm. what you do. And on the flip side, um, there's nothing wrong with feeling a little bit of fear about saying the right thing and being very careful yeah. about saying the right thing. I don't quite understand why people are so like, oh God, you know, it's so stressful. It's like, oh, well, poor them. You know, th- think how stressful it is mm. for the person who, yeah. <laughs> you know, who's had to come yeah. to terms with, with the fact that they don't feel like a man or a woman as we know it. And, you know, mm. so actually yeah. just, you know, take your time, but you will get used to saying nay. Like, don't yes. rule out having a laugh about it or feeling weird or fucking up a few times. But th- really, is is it that awful to have to make that effort? If somebody's had to come to that mm. realisation and live that life and be that much of a minority now? Like, uh, mm, it, yeah. it's. I think people are quick to, real- to think that they're the one having the toughest time. <laughs> and actually... Mm. Well, yeah, well, yeah. Yeah, and it, yeah it, go on. No, that's it. <laughs> but it's... <laughs> But it's that it's and then you I've seen I've seen uh, people saying or what you want you know you need to ask this when you meet someone ask them like hello my name's Rich what, how would you like me to what pronoun would you like to use and it doesn't and people don't talk that no. way it's not you, you don't walk into a conversation and start that off and so people so straight away people are already going oh my god I can't we don't talk like that I don't know what to do I won't be able to. I won't be able to ask that question. What do I do? But it, what, what should like again? It goes back to communication. So you just you say hello yeah. to that person. Hey, how you doing? Nice to meet you. Yeah. And then as the conversation flows, you start you pick it up. You go, ah, oh, okay. So it's they, and them. It's not he and she. 
you work it out yeah. as you go along on both sides, totally. you know, because that person they're going you know, and so it all comes down to communication. People put it you in there. If, if, it, if people know? have got often, if pe- because people are so bored of uh, sort of having to come out as non-binary again and again and again and again mm. and again and again. Um, it, a lot when a lot of their interactions, it won't necessarily be relevant. But a lot of people have it in their Twitter bio or email, or yeah. signature, don't they? If they've got anything more yeah. interesting than a traditional cis cis pronoun, I don't know if I'm using the right language. Rich, is cis pronoun? I don't know. I don't know. Who knows? Do you know what? It's all new, isn't it? It's all, it's new. all new. Learning, learning. I, uh, yeah, but I like I learning, remember, and I don't mind yeah, learning. I think me too. I think that's all we can ask of ourselves is to be like both yes. willing and I would say if you're a kind person, fucking enthusiastic actually about learning. Absolutely. How, yeah, to, be the never, kindest, well, how to be the kindest guy about all of this stuff and all how of this to, change. Yes. How to be the how to be the best version of you. <laughs> We've got yeah. all Oprah Winfrey. <laughs> <laughs> it's funny, yeah. isn't it? It's right. <laughs> but that's all I want. I just want, I don't know. I just don't, I don't want to be a cunt. Yeah. <laughs> I don't, I just want to be as nice to people as I can. But I know sometimes, because of other pressures, really, you can be a bit moody or you can say the wrong thing and you, you're you just not thinking straight. And we need to be a bit more empathetic towards each other, don't For we? Sure. That's it. Yeah. Just, you know what I mean? Um, how old's your son now? He's four. He goes to school four, in September. Yeah, you said, yeah. Open. yeah. Oh, shit. Yeah. Oh no! I, I, do you know what? Keep keep up with him. Unicorn shirts. Yeah. I oh, I will. <laughs> Luckily, he's pretty. He's um. He's got quite. Uh, I think it. I think it would have happened at this age anyway. But suddenly, very particular about what he wears, and um, it it's very colourful. His choice of outfit, but the one very worrying thing, Rich, is he's frequently opting for a sandal and sock. Ah, uh, what? Yeah. No, nah, come on. No, no, no. There are boundaries, oh, aren't there? To I'm sorry. Come on, the come ones. on, mate. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Sometimes people need a bit of guidance. <laughs> I like the idea that I'm that. I mean, not like I care about fashion, but everybody has boundaries. I like the idea that I'm that parent who's like, right, son, I want you to know yeah. you never have sex <laughs> with anybody who isn't 100% all over you on top of you consenting. You can be non-binary. I don't care who you fancy. You can, I don't. Honestly, you can have any sexuality, persuasion, gender, anything, but you do not wear socks and sandals when you're out with mummy. <laughs> I Jade and I had a massive argument because we'd been we were having we were having couples counselling, right, yeah. and so we were, and it's only up the road, so we were driving up there, and she had her socks on and she put she put my sliders on, <laughs> and I, and I stood there and I went and I went, do you want to do you do you want to just and I I, I just I couldn't I couldn't. Yeah. Bring myself, Good. yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I was so angry about it, <laughs> and I, and I did. So I went, do you want to put? Why don't you put these on instead? And she <laughs> went mental. Yeah, 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 yeah. She went mad, absolutely mad, and rightly so. But yeah. at the same time, because it's in me, I can't stand it. <laughs> So then, so we get to couples counselling and we have to sit opposite each other. And of course, that's the first thing that comes up. And I'm sitting there because I have to look at this and I'm fucking livid. (laughs) (laughs) And not only that, I'm like, they're my socks. (laughs) You're taking a piss, woman. 
yeah. I learned a lot about myself that what day. A brilliant use of a therapist's time. <laughs> <laughs> and she even said, even even the therapist was like, "Well, you know, surely Jade should be allowed to wear what's like." But she looks a fucking mess. And it was just <laughs> terrible. You didn't come terrible. out of that session well, Rich. Nah, not really. Sorry. I've had a I, I have had a long word with myself. <laughs> But I can't, it's, I just, I don't know. <laughs> just, I, you know, I walk in, in my head, I'm like, absolutely fuck yourself. <laughs> just, ah. <laughs> Realising all the way that it's my fault, I'm the problem. It's really funny. It's really funny. But I've learned, I've learned. And then that's the thing, because, you know, Jade, if the more you say to Jade, don't do that. Yeah, you, you don't press the button. Exactly. Not only am I going to do this, Rich, but I'm going to do this every fucking yeah. day until you pull your head. And, uh, yeah, I've, I've learned. I keep my mouth shut now. <laughs> but no, no sandals and socks. You tell yours yeah. that. That's my one boundary. Yeah, but the, the, he sounds like he's going to do it anyway. Yes, he's very willful. Um, yeah, <gasps> mate. This has been lovely, Jess. Oh, it's thank been you. Joyful. What I've really enjoyed this, mate. Lovely conversation. Thanks for having me. No, thank you. I was really, I was looking forward to this one. It's been re- they're all great. I, I've really, I'm really it's enjoying. It's a brilliant it. podcast. Thank you. I learned something from from everybody that's been on, and that's you know it's it's been great. I've really enjoyed it. Where can we find you on the socials, Jess? Um, I'm at Jessica Foster Q on Twitter and Instagram, and I've got a podcast called Hoovering that's all about eating. That's it. Jade's on yeah, it. Mate. Jade's so there's an episode of Jade on it, and there will be in the future. Eventually, one day we'll get to it. An episode of Rich. Bloody right, yes, mate! Please. I look forward. But I just to want it. to do one, one after lockdown, so that I can, because you're a good cook. So I'm sort of, I don't want to do a remote one when it's a podcast about eating. Until I'd rather wait until I can eat your cooking. Oh, of course. I'll tell you what. I'm going to blow your mind. Yes, please. And we'll both wear sandals <laughs> and socks. <laughs> yes, please. Yes, please. <laughs> Uh, Jess, thank you. This has been great. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Made by darkhorsedigital.co.uk. Shooting, live streaming, and podcast production.